Shalom Chavarim, and welcome to another episode of the Jewish Road Podcast. My name is Matt Davis, and I'm here staring at another person right across the table from me. Lucky you. It's me. It just happens to be me. It's a beautiful face. You have a Shana Punam. Oh, thank you very much. There you go. All right. Well, uh, this is... uh, this is uh, what we're doing here. Uh, today, we want to drop in and do a little bit of a, a shorter podcast, but to give you a little bit of context. Um, and this is stuff that you're not going to hear in normal church, right? This is because we're Jewish and uh, we are the covenant people and we're also the commission people like we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, we, we have a little bit of a insight into some of these things and uh, what we're entering into, um, depending on when we drop this, uh, today or tomorrow, uh, in the next day or two, is is a holiday on the Jewish calendar that we call Tish B'Av. Yeah. Tish B'Av. Yeah, and, and we do this because it is, once again, another day of remembrance. It's something that we're supposed to remember. Uh, is God it? is always telling us to remember. Remember, remember, remember. Now, uh, but this is not a biblical holiday. This holiday no. does not, it says, therefore on this day, you shall celebrate Tisha B'Av. No, it doesn't say that anywhere. Uh, you know, we, we do it because uh, we're commemorating a part of our history. It's really a mournful day. Yeah. And and so even the words Tisha B'Av, this is the ninth Tisha, tisha of ninth of Av. Av is a Hebrew month. Right. So this year it happens to fall on, was it July 26th? Uh, 26th, 27th, I believe. Yeah. So it's, it's overnight there. Um, so it's, this is, this is what that, that's what that means. Um, but we're going to just journey down a path and, and this, this day in particular holds significant, um, memory in, in Jewish history, right? That this is this observance and it's a solemn day. Um, it's a day that commemorates the destruction of both the first and second temples in Jerusalem and that's not it, but there's other historical tragedies. Yeah. And so I, I think as we look at it through our viewpoint as Messianic Jews, uh, we have a little bit of a unique perspective on this observance, and it really merges mourning with hope. Yeah, and, you know, I think that uh, we, we look at it, uh, you know, a little bit differently because, you know, we, we see God's hand in the restoration that he is going to give to his people. And, you know, while we mourn on the one hand, we look to him for, you know, the fulfillment of all the promises that he made. Yeah. So it is that, that merging, uh, mourning with hope that we want to be able to look at this. So, uh, if I was going to compare this holiday with anything that we have any kind of relationship to here in the States, it would be nine 11. Um, when I say nine 11, mm-hmm. Um, you immediately, you know what it is, you know what it means. And it's a day of tragedy. It was a day of horror. It was a day where our nation was attacked. We lost almost 3000 souls. Right. And you could just say September 11th and everybody knows, everybody knows what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, even my kids who were not even, uh, alive during nine 11. Um, and, and it's one of those, like, I, I remember growing up the people used to say, well, yeah, do you remember where you were when, uh, John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Well, I, I don't, but I remember that this is a this is a thing. But nine yeah. eleven, this is. I remember. I know you remember. <laughs> uh, you you mm-hmm. remember when Moses first got the Ten Commandments? Yeah, you were, okay. okay, all right, fine. Let's keep it serious. But this is a day um, that really it was on this day, and I don't understand the why behind it. Right? Like if we could pull back the curtains, and one day we'll ask God, like, how come it was always on this day? 
And uh, part of it's probably just this human element of this is the day that happened. And so the enemies of God, the enemy of God's people will come against them and say, well, let's just, let's hit them while they're down on this day that they're mourning. Let's get them again. Um, but take us through a couple of these. This is, this is the day where not only the first temple was destroyed, but also the second. This yeah. doesn't happen by accident. Yeah. No. Um, and, you know, Israel had really forsaken God, uh, were into all kinds of idolatry, doing the things that uh, actually God told them in the Torah. Don't do this. Don't be even intellectually curious as to how the rest of the world operates and what they do and what they eat and so on. And Israel didn't do that, uh, even to the extent of uh, child sacrifice and, and those kinds of things. And so God brought his judgment upon his people uh, and the destruction of Solomon's temple uh, took place in 586 B.C. Uh, by the Babylonians, uh, led by King Nebuchadnezzar. We actually and, get that in, in 2 Kings 25, verses 8 and 9. It says, And in the fifth month, on the seventh day of the month, it was the 19th year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, uh, says, uh, He burned the house of the Lord and the king's house and all the houses of Jerusalem, every great house he burned down. Yeah, and... Uh, Israel was taken captive. They were, they were really expelled from the land at that point. And the sovereignty of the nation really had never come back until just 75 years ago, 1948, May 14th, 1948. So Israel has been in dispersion and not in the land beginning with Nebuchadnezzar in 586 BC. And this period of time is referred to and called the times of the Gentiles. So not only is the first temple destroyed on Tishbaav, but we also have the second temple. Uh, and this time it's destroyed in 70 um, by in 70 CE, the common era or AD basically, mm -hmm. but destroyed by the Romans. And uh, we have one of the historians, Josephus, um, he gives us the whole history of what goes on there. And this falls outside of the biblical timeline, but it's not just the destruction of both the temples, although that's primarily what we're remembering. But over time, uh, it really has become a, a time of mourning for other historical tragedies that have hit the Jewish people. Uh, and have occurred on the state, right? So yeah. we have the Bar Kokhba yeah. revolt, right? That was 132 to 135. Mm -hmm. um, it was a revolt against Rome, and it was really the plowing over of the Temple Mount by the Romans shortly after this Bar Kokhba revolt. But we also have the expulsion of the Jews, um, and that was in England in the year 1290, followed by the Spanish Inquisition in 1492 uh, when the Jews were expelled from Spain. Yeah. So again, on the same date. Yeah. Um, it's amazing and, that that would happen. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then even more recently, uh, the onset of World War I, uh, this major precursor to the Holocaust, it also began on the eve of Tishbaav. Yeah. Um, so it, and even today in Israel, um, there is a heightened alert, right? That the enemies of God, um, they know. Um, the, the people of God, and they know that this is a, a significant event. But um, if you were to go to Israel uh, today, one of the things that they'll do on Tishbaav is they'll fast. They're going to refrain from anything pleasurable, and they're not going to mm -hmm. eat at all. Yeah. Um, but they're also going to read from the book of Lamentations. Yeah. 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 
Jeremiah's book of Lamentations. Yep. And so, yeah, I see you grabbing something there. Are you looking up a verse or something? Well, uh, I, I like in chapter 5 and verse 21 where um, Jeremiah says, Restore us to yourself, O Lord, that we may be restored. Renew our days as if they were old. Jewish people today, they will uh, gather at the Western Wall in Jerusalem, which is the last remnant of the second temple, and they are gathering to mourn and to pray. Um, But we don't just stop at the mourning. Um, We don't mourn as those who have no hope because uh, we have a hope, and that hope is coming. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the prophets, uh, you know, write about it uh, and record it, all throughout scripture, Isaiah does, um, Ezekiel does. For example, Ezekiel, he is constantly talking about uh, putting his hand in the midst of history where Israel is concerned so that the nations will know that he is the Lord and also so that Israel will know that he is the Lord. And he says, it's not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned among them, and the nations will know that I am the Lord. And Then he goes on to say, and this is where we have hope, I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols. I will cleanse you. I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And so it's it's cause even in the, the midst of all of the uh, judgment that God promises, he is not going to forget his covenant with Abraham and Isaac and Israel. Yeah, well, and, and you missed the really great verse at the end of that. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, mm-hmm. and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. And, and God says that he, he has his eyes on Israel. And not only that, but he says Israel will be born in a day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that is in uh, what, Isaiah 66. Isaiah 66. Uh, what is that? Uh, verses 6 and 7. Maybe 7. Let me see. If we were much more organized, we probably would have had it all out here. There you go. Start in verse 7. Uh, before she was in labor, she gave birth, and before her pain came upon her, she delivered a son. Pick it up in verse eight. No, let me let me get there. <laughs> yeah, and um, I told you in the rehearsal. Just kidding. Yeah. You got, but you got to put your mouth in front of the mic. I know it's really hard. We got to hold our Bible, and it's it's a whole yeah. thing. Okay, there you go. Delivered a son. Who who has heard of such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Shall a land be born in one day? Shall a nation be brought forth in one moment? Mm. For as soon as Zion was in labor, she brought forth her children. Mm. Shall I bring to the point of birth and not cause to bring forth, says the Lord? Shall I, who cause to bring forth, shut the womb, says your God? Yeah. Wow. And and we don't. we will not have a time of mourning forever. The morning will go away, 
and the hope, the, the renewal will come. Well, and that, what we just read in Isaiah, was the beginning of it. Israel, back in the land. Born in a day. In one day, May 14th, 1948, by a vote of the United Nations. I hate to think what the United Nations is going to do at the end of the time of history. Well, that's going back to morning. Let's yeah. just keep it hopeful for a second here. <laughs> but then it does go on to say in verse 10, it says, Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her. All you who love her, rejoice with her in joy. All you who mourn over her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast, that you may drink deeply with delight from her glorious abundance. For thus says the Lord. I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> let's go to the Wailing Wall, the Western Wall on Tisha B'Av, and let's read this to those who are mourning, right? Say, yeah. it's not going to always be like this. Behold, yeah. I will extend peace to her like a river. And the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream, and you shall nurse and you shall be carried upon her hip and bounced upon her knees as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this is this is the backdrop. This is how um, our Jewish people look at this. Um, this is why we should have hope. But even beyond that, and I think the question we always ask is, well, why should the Christian community even care about this? And I think one of those things, one of the reasons is that this is, it, there's an opportunity here that we don't want to miss. People always say, I, I have a Jewish friend. You know, a lot of conversations, I have a Jewish friend. Um, here's a really good way to reach out to your Jewish friend um, that you can connect to Israel and the Jewish people, and and you can you can say, I, I understand that this is Tish Ba'av, and uh how do you celebrate that? What right. does that look like? I can I, I can identify with you in your sadness and in your mourning, but look at there is joy coming. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and it also it if we understand this, then you take a holiday like uh, or a memorial like Tisha B'av, and it deepens the knowledge of Jewish context in the life of Jesus, even and in his ministry. Think about Matthew twenty three. And it says that uh, Jesus is there, and it's uh, it, he says, "O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often I would have gathered your children together, as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say. And even then, he says, he says, you will not see me again until you say. It means that he is going to come again, and one day you will say." Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, yeah. that he's going to come, that he's going to return and that there is hope and that, that this place, when even when Jesus is saying there will not be one stone turned upon another, that this whole thing is going to go down. He says, but I will come again and I will restore all things. You do not have to sit in the morning forever. Yeah, that, that is the promise. And that's what we look for. That's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for him. And... He has kept every word of his promises to Israel. I mean, listen, this people have gone through two devastating destructions of two temples, have been scattered throughout the world for 2,000 years, and now they're brought back into the land, and they're still coming. They're coming in unbelief, but they're coming. God is bringing them back, and there is going to become a day that, all Israel is going to be saved. They're going to look unto him whom they have pierced, and they're going to mourn for him, not for the temple. They're going to mourn for him as one mourns for an only son, and he will return to the earth at that point, and he will 
fulfill all of his covenant promises that he made all the way back to Abraham. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us uh, for this episode and uh, looking at the significance of Tisha B'Av. Uh, we do have a, a blog post up on our website that'll be featured on there. Um, so if you want to jump on there, you can do that. Feel free to share that with some of the people that you know, especially the Jewish ones. But we hope that this deeper understanding of this day of mourning and reflection gives you a new perspective, uh, not just on Jewish history, but this collective faith that we are all we are all members of, that we are part of this journey together. And um, that, that there's devastation that comes, but there's also joy that comes in the morning. And there is a resilience of faith um, and there's a promise of redemption. There's a better hope for tomorrow and what the Lord is going to bring. So as we go here, um, we look uh, towards the future and until next time, we say shalom and blessings to all of you, our listeners, on your journey. And uh, shalom, shalom, Yerushalayim. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Yeah. Amen.